This machine kills fascists. We're fucking back. Now it's just a matter of time before Bloomberg is president. <laughs> oh my God, Michael Bloomberg! You hey, think? listeners, we're alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't no see thanks, you there. No thanks to Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> Absolutely who, no thanks to who Michael will Bloomberg. ignore our calls for an interview. Bloomberg pushing a lot of ads. Yeah. I've seen more ads for him and for the other billionaire guy than I've seen for any other candidate. Yeah. And I really think mayors are more suited to smoke crack than be president of the United States, if you ask me. Shouts to the DMV. That goes out to all mayors. (laughs) Everywhere. No matter what their orientation. Wow. We're back with a fucking bang. Yeah, everyone. Sorry for the delay. (laughs) Not really. I mean, I don't really know what to say. It was the holidays... We had technical... We had just a, a, a fucking myriad of technical issues that... A myriad. And a menagerie of A menagerie of technical issues. <laughs> That's good. That's even better. We keep them on this wall. They each have their own little shelf. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is the memory chip that we forgot where we left it. This is the, the dead computer. This is the memory chip plugged into our trash can that said there wasn't a card in it, but there was a card in it. Yeah. And what a... What can you do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, we we enjoyed the holidays. <laughs> we had a blast. We watched a lot of crap. Watched a lot of crap, so we, we're ready for this. Yeah. We have, we have too much to talk about today. We do have too much to talk about. Uh, Disney Plus came out since I, our last episode. God, and I haven't, I haven't touched base with it. I know that you are fully caught up on The Mandalorian. I am, I am. But, you know, we can talk about the... We can, let's do our, like, you know... Give us the tease, though. So you're, like, you you fucks with Disney Plus, right? I'm fucksing with the Disney Plus, but I'm not paying for it, either. Well, what are you, what are you actively paying for right now? Um, you know, my car insurance. (laughs) 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 Um, I got bills. (laughs) Um, it's, uh, taken over the world pretty quickly since its release. And the Mandalorian is its flagship new thing. Is there anything else that... Do they have any other original shows on there right now? Is that the only I one? I think there's some cute ones that I have not like paid some, attention some to. Ones. Oh, there's one that's, that someone was telling me about that I have not looked at, where they take a bunch of uh, boomers and make them do, make them do like, their high school musical over again. What? And... And I guess <laughs> the person telling me said that it's funny because some of these guys are now like Wall Street guys who like, or you know, whatever, they're businessmen who like don't remember even being in that play. And other people are like, that was the highlight of my life was being in that show. In wow. <laughs> Whoa. So that might be worth a watch. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds cringy as fuck. That sounds so cringy. But The Mandalorian is actually pretty good. Huh. And I'm not. You know, neither of us are big Star Wars guys. No, not at all. Um, but I, I, I was telling you, I like it because it's not really about the wars. It's like a, it's a little it's, more of an interior thing. Yeah, it's right? doing the, it's doing the like, the space western, and it's like after the Civil War is over, and it's reconstruction. How's our guy vibe? The main guy is cool. I mean, no, no, no. Oh, Werner Herzog. Yeah, how is he? Uh, he's only in a couple episodes, 
but he, okay. he's great. And he says, please lower your blaster. <laughs> and it made Worth me laugh. The price of admission. It made me laugh so hard. <laughs> that guy walks in and he goes, I apologize for the doctor's lack of decorum. Please lower your blaster. <laughs> it's amazing. That's exactly what you want. And I and everyone's obsessed with Baby Yoda. And I guess sure. when, I guess Herzog had a lot of opinions on it. Like he said, it. it yeah, it that make, was good it news. It make you weep or something. You cowards! It's How could you not put this in the picture? Oh yeah, they wanted to do the CG one, and he called them cowards. <laughs> and he said, he's like, it was beautiful. Oh my god. Just imagine. He's my fucking guy. Yeah. I love him. I mean, that alone... He is my baby Yoda. Makes it, yeah, makes it so much more credible to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the main guy is basically Clint Eastwood. It's a man with no name. You know. Alright. Doesn't talk much, and when he does, it's... Just, Wait. He's, it's just is like he the Is he the Mandalorian? He's a Mandalorian, and mm. for the sake of the show, the Mandalorian. When I hear the word Mandalorian, I picture like a like an orange hanging from a Christmas tree with like bejeweled <laughs> shit on it. A mandal. No, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's like the in the immediate image that comes to my mind, like a Fabergé egg, but it's an orange. I I thought of a mandolin. Sure. Like <laughs> shreds. Yeah, he's basically <laughs> Bubba Fett vibes. It's their religion, their armor, or whatever, I guess. I don't know. Huh. There's okay. The, but it's really all about the baby Yoda. That's is there, like, some airport fiction that this is based on, or is it entirely original stuff? I could not answer that question, but okay. I do know it is all of that airport fiction was uh -huh. made, like, non-canonical. Sure. And pissed some nerds off who wasted years reading them. Sure. But this thing is canonical. Okay. I guess. Just because it's filmed. No, yeah, because Disney owns this shit, so it's, they can do whatever the fuck they want with hmm. it. Hmm. John Favreau writes, wrote the whole show. I know. And he directed a couple of them. I think he Bryce also, Dallas Howard directs one. Bryce Dallas Howard also was a clue on Jeopardy the other day. Yeah, <laughs> it, was something, it was something about um, city-named celebrities. Oh, yeah, because he named his daughters after places that he conceived them. I dated a girl like that in high school. Cool dad move. Weird dad move. Weird dad move. They also had a dog named Boise. Also, how do you know where you conceived them? I mean, what if you travel a lot and what if you fuck a lot? This is really neither here nor there. I, those, pe those people probably wouldn't uh, think of naming their kids after those places. What about uh, their airline? Lufthansa? This is the airline. <laughs> this is the airline we were on. Southwest. And that's why your name is Southwest. Honey. That's why your name is Air Korea. <laughs> Malaysian Airlines. <laughs> Isn't that where that plane went missing? Yeah. Yeah, you're setting yourself up for a runaway if you name your kid that. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Hell yeah. We're back, baby. We're back. We're back, baby! Hot Little Takes. D the Disney Plus Universe. <laughs> I watched a lot of uh, Pixar movies, too. Oh. That was good. Jesus. It, it was an off week, you know? It was Thanksgiving. I had a lot of downtime. Sure. Sure. Right, and like you shouldn't feel any shame watching anything, you know? No, oh, Pixar is a quality... Sure. Yeah, they put out quality shit. That's for, true. For the most part. It's been a while since I've seen a Pixar movie, but... You know what nobody's talking about? Hmm. Apple Plus. <laughs> That's very it's, true. It's a little tragic. Um, Although my aunt did bring up, bring up 
<laughs> we b- briefly talked about it. The morning show? And she said she wanted to see that. <laughs> okay. and, I, and I, like, laughed myself. She's I not going to hear this because she's I, not going to listen. I think that there there's a login to Apple Plus in my possession, I think. So we could we could watch it. But I've, I've heard that it is not fun. What on that would you want to watch? On Apple Plus? Nothing thus far. I guess there's that movie coming out. There's that Sam, that Sam Jackson movie. It's like Sam Jackson and uh, Chadwick Boseman, and they enlist, I think, Nicholas Holt to like be their white guy, who's like the face of their law firm or something. I don't know. I can't remember, but I watched that. I, yo- I yawned. You, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike let out a big, big little, big little bell yawn. A big wolf cub yawn <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. I guess I, I mean, Big Bird teaches programming. We, I mean, I'm on the record in saying that I think that the programming thing is weird. Yeah, well, birds are... Birds are fake, so... There's a, there's a, there's a famous TikTok of a guy talking about that, how birds are controlled by the government. Or he says, birds work for the bourgeoisie. <laughs> Which is also birds the, work for the bourgeoisie. That's the new name of this podcast. Yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll get that sound clip, and you can throw that in there with the Alex Trebek saying, "This machine kills fashion." Yeah, I hope everyone liked the new the new intro. Alex Trebek almost cried. Has that been in since the last time we've done this? Jesus, yeah. that was a huge TV moment. That was a couple weeks ago now. There aren't a lot of things that I watch that happen live on Jeopardy and then see pop onto Twitter. Quickly after. Well, you were watching the Tournament of Champions pretty religiously at work. I yeah, but you know what? I missed the last one. Did James win? I assume. I assume he was way up on yeah the librarian who had beaten him originally. Well, that goes to show you that being a Vegas gambler is a better life choice than being a librarian, kids. <laughs> I I mean I don't know I don't really see a lot of fault in what you said. Yeah. I mean, if library you, science if, is its own gamble. You ask me. <laughs> wow, Mike just sub sub tweeting on the podcast. Unless right we now. can get those billionaires to start paying their fucking taxes, Whew. next generation isn't getting. You have to learn to read. They'll have to learn to like code from Big Bird. Yeah, and Grover or farm, farm a nuclear apocalypse. Anyway, what else do you want to talk about? I don't know. I think that we've got uh, such a laundry list. We do. I think that I the place I want to start. I think is with the Irishman. Yeah, that's prescient. This is yeah, yeah. We love to throw the word prescient around on this podcast a lot. Yeah, it's but a it prescient is the, word to use. But it's the. I mean, it's the kind of the, the most recent and most explosive thing that's out right now, and people got a lot of takes. I see. Uh, I see on Twitter, and I gotta say that the this movie is too long. Take is pretty cold. Do you think there's enough characters on Twitter to accurately describe how fucking long this movie is? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, if Scorsese weren't getting old, that movie would have ended about 45 minutes before it did. Instead, it's a movie. We watched, we watched like De Niro shitting his pants, and you know, it's a movie about time and dying and the length of life. It's, yeah. It has to be that long. Sure. And having it was, seen it. it, it, it it was a little godfathery, you know. I did see a funny thing on Twitter earlier that was like, the Irishman is superior to Goodfellas in that it shows people driving to places, whereas Goodfellas just shows you the exciting parts. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and you know what, I'll accept that. I think that that takes pretty funny. But I, 
I thought the movie was really fucking good. Yeah, I did. I watched the whole thing in one sitting. I watched it one and a half times now. I, I started it too late on Sunday and got... I got up to the point where the guy tries to shoot Jimmy Hoffa in the courtroom. And then the next night I went to start it from there. And oh, and I, he goes... He goes, run from a knife. <laughs> yeah. Charge a gun. <laughs> Give it a little lesson to everybody in the yeah. courtroom. So then when I watched it again from top to bottom the next night, I was much more enthralled. But can we start there with my guy, Al? Yeah, let's go down the list of those, at least those fir- those main three. Yeah. Pacino, definitely. <laughs> I love him in this movie. He's like the the driving force behind everything. Really. Well, the middle section especially. When he's like the, in the, in the first. Sure, sure, no. There's like, there's like a prologue and an epilogue uh-huh. to the story that is really the, the Hoffa, Hoffa story, yeah. relationship. Right. I, I just loved him in it. Yeah, he's <laughs> such a piece of shit, man. <laughs> well, the, I'm, I mean, I'm just talking the pure oh, Pacino performance. Oh, yeah, this. the performance is on fire because he's so he's like this charismatic, political, schmoozing, lying. Fucker. Union man. You and that's the whole thing. It's like you know, the, he's the he is the reason people still like don't appreciate don't. And trust unions. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because the mob fucking corrupted it so much. It's so. It, I was very. I was getting frustrated about that stuff. Watching. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure like, you were. I was like, I can't wait for fucking Hoffa to get his due <laughs> because <laughs> you know he was he was uh, taking advantage of a lot of people. Yeah. He was running around with all that money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy how powerful he was. People don't really realize that. I don't think. No, that how much mo- sway he had. Yeah, that movie does a good job of. Uh, it reminds me of a uh, Cheney. Like Vice or totally, something. Yeah. Totally, totally. Well, I mean, yeah, the machinations behind what you think is the... The Machiavellian machinations. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Jeopardy answer right there. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, I said this to you the other day, that I'm going to probably have to start dropping Pacino's... But sick! Yeah, but... He but... had a fucking stroke! That's not sick! <laughs> One of my favorite line readings, I'm going to start dropping that the way we used to drop the succession music on this podcast, I think. <laughs> sick! <laughs> <laughs> it's just he's like just doing the best impression of Pacino that anyone's ever done. He's like, if I never get to do this again, I just want to lay, lay it all out on the table here. I'm, yeah. I'm giving, I'm playing you all the fucking hits right now. Yeah, <laughs> he's he is fucking on fire in that. There's case. a section in that. He's monologue. the most energized performance. Absolutely, by far. Well, and that's the thing. Speaking of energy, ener- energizing, De Niro. The and this is obviously not a new take that any if anyone's been on Twitter, but they couldn't have gotten a leg double for that guy. Any physical activity that De Niro has to do, like when he kicks the the grocery store guy's ass, he throws him out of the oh sure out of the front when he's the, kicking him in the face. It looks like he's about to fall over. The action is pretty low, unless there's a gun involved. Unless there's yeah, unless there's a there's a lot of cutting to something exploding, mm-hmm. and they're like, and I was like, man. You could just say that if you didn't have the money to be able to afford it. And they're like, yep, the old train depot. <laughs> it's like a fucking cartoon. Uh, and then Phil got in his car. <laughs> and it like cuts to another city. And, and then like, he what? got him back with his it's son. fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it was I, a little car- comical. I, I know, and I love it, though. <laughs> That's, I was actually, my thought watching that, I was like, this movie's really funny. Yeah. And I think 
Scorsese and all of them have got a, I think, especially him, he's got a better sense of humor about that stuff than he used to. Like, it's post Wolf of Wall Street. Which is one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen. Yeah, it should have been a comedy, not a drama in the Emmys, I'd say. Oh, I wonder, was it nominated as a drama? I don't know, probably. Probably. It wasn't nominated as a musical comedy. <laughs> You could probably nominate any of Scorsese's movies as musicals. They've got uh, needle drops every 11 seconds in them. I think Joe Pesci's fantastic in this. He's very he's the Pesci's real great. settled one. Pesci's great. And it's the how when was the what was the last movie Pesci was in? I can't pot, I can't imagine. This movie was a who's who of all the other guys too. They had um, Harvey Keitel for a minute. Yeah, they got lots of Ray Romano, which I was like, I guess eh, he's. Italian. That's He's fine. Italian. We need if it, there's anything we need a lot of in this movie called The Irishman. It's a lot of Italian. Well, that's kind of the thing. Even yeah, though the, exactly. the De Niro, I know, is Irish, but he his presence is so. His persona has always been as an Italian. Yeah. Guy. Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of fuckums in this. Um, what was I just gonna say? Bobby Cannavale. Bob, yeah, that's there we go. Thank you. And uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy who plays uh, Al Al Capone in. Boardwalk Empire. Right, who plays pro. Yeah. And he's good. He's uh, good. Our guy, I think, I, can, I can't remember, I don't know if I'm going to say this guy's name right. Dominic Lombardi, 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 whatever, I can't, I don't know. Which one's that? It's, he plays uh, Herc in, he plays Herc and or Carver in The Wire. Oh, is he the big fat guy? He's the big fat guy, he's got a bunch of makeup on. And oh he was yeah, in the, he does. And he was in The Deuce this last season too, obviously. That's right. Uh, he was. That's right. I and he is. Movies. And he is one of the most uh, big machismo guys. There's that comedian who's done a couple episodes of uh, Seinfeld show. Oh yeah, he uh, plays. He's playing um, Don Rickles. No, 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 not. No. Yeah, not Jim Norton. Jim Norton plays Don Rickles. <laughs> Don Rickles. I love that. I love that. I was too. like, that's good casting, actually. <laughs> no, he plays um, crazy, crazy Joe. Crazy Joe, oh, the guy, yeah, the guy that he, just a douchebag, the guy that he kills in the restaurant. Yeah, okay. yeah, the guy who was begging for it, basically. Yeah, is that the guy? There's the great silent exchange between, I think it is that one, where they go to that guy's birthday party and Don Rickles is is yeah. doing stand up and they have the little altercation with him and then they just have a silent communication from Pesci to De Niro like, you need to go kill uh -huh. that guy. Yeah, he's like, you know what you need to do. <laughs> Just like, goes, like we're brothers, we're brothers. No, we're all brothers. We're brothers. There's a lot of that in this movie. They're they're like doing a bit. Yeah. For a while. There is a lot of are one of our least favorite dialogue things in the world where they go, "Do you see that? Do I see what? That that? Do I see that?" And yeah. you're like, "Jesus fucking Christ, like, say this in two lines." Like some vaudeville <laughs> pinter shenanigans. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Some of it I thought was really funny, and then at other times I'm like, "What the fuck am I watching right now?" <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I mean, think that was part of the thing, you know, Scorsese didn't want to cut anything, you know, nothing. I'm sure there's stuff that got cut from this movie. I'm, That's and what, I, this and I would be the... fascinated to see what, how many, sure. like, what are you talking about? What do you yeah. mean, what am I talking about? Cut to a car exploding <laughs> shenanigans there are in... On the cutting room floor. Yeah, but that's, but that's another one of those things that you see on Twitter, people are like, I think they could have cut this and cut this, and you're like, oh, wow, you're a fucking, you're an editor to Scorsese's level, huh? That's fascinating by you, fascinating takes. Oh, sure, sure. 
I do think this movie was like one like example of kind of a justified use of all the CG stuff because it had. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the de aging stuff. What? How did that play for you? Well, I mean, it was kind of the way it worked out is the central age is his current age, so they didn't have to do anything. If and you look that guy up, he's supposed to be then, like in his forties in the beginning. Of I the know. And even the, even when they're driving around to go to the wedding, you're like, oh, they're already old. Why is he so old as a narrator? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the young version of him is a little, a little uncanny valley. Yeah. At times. It's kind of how everyone looked to you when you were like five. You're like everyone looks that old. Yeah. So mysterious. It, a little a little video game vibes. Yeah. Pesci kind of looked the same the entire time. Yeah, and and so did uh, Pacino. Yeah. It was really just De Niro that they changed. And, I don't know. His character, like, seemed like he didn't really change either. Who are we talking about? Pesci? De Niro. De Niro. Like, the look changed, but he was always... He remained, like, the obedient, polite, soft-spoken, ex-soldier hitman. Right. The only real changes seems to sort of exist inside of the, the voiceovers that took you from act to act, really. Right. And the fact that he was physically aging. Yeah. You know. And that the world was literally changing around. Like, one thing time. I like about Goodfellas is there's so much time spent with his wife, who's also... What's, right. What's her name? She's from Sopranos. Edie Falcon? No, the other one. I know. She, you know, I, know I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of her fucking uh, name. Anyway, she had a bigger role in... Right. And, you know, sort of, like... Sharon Stone and Casino. And yeah, or even Margot Robbie in Wolf of Wall Street. Right. You know? Ah, she doesn't <coughs> have a huge role, but... But there's also a first wife, that right. How I Met Your Mother... Is that who that is? Wife. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I'm dying to rewatch that movie right now. Yeah, The Irishman is good. I, I'm sure it'll... <coughs> I liked it a whole lot better than the fucking silence, I'll I'm, tell you I'm that. sure it'll age pretty well. And go along with his canon of other mafia stories. and Yeah. You know, it is it is an epic. The whole thing is like... It is, and you really do need to... Through all these decades, and I don't know if there's any... I'm sure there actually is some Rolling Stones in there somewhere, but... There has to be a Rolling Stones be. in there. But I, but, I mean, just going back to the length thing, like, the last hour is so good and earned when you spend the, the, the length of two movies just to get to that place you know right like the the way that it rides towards the end i think is awesome i thought the movie was going to end several times and then right. i'd pause it and be like holy shit there's you an, know there's so much left there's an hour left there's so yeah. much left and even that last chunk after he kills hoffa uh-huh. which spoiler but spoiler spoiler but that's kind <coughs> of what they told you about this movie seven years ago when they announced it. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, and that's we've been talking about. So this. that's not really. He says it in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, this movie's been on the down the pipeline for such a long fucking time. And that just goes to prove you can know the how something's gonna end, but you want to know you don't. You can know that it's gonna end a certain way, but you don't want to see how it's gonna get there. And right. That's just as interesting. Right, and I mean, in the the journey spent is so great. I mean, you get so many scenes of. Pacino and De Niro just like sitting around and they doing their thing and it's so fun to watch. And, and De Niro is going to bat for him so hard and wants Oh I know. You know, and is trying to convince him not to be his own worst enemy and he just keeps going. 
it's my union. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, man. And the fact that they have him do it is is brutal. You know? Oh, yeah. got this, like... And the nature of it well, is like, brutal. Well, like, decade-long relationship that he's yeah. got with this guy. Yeah. Well, the, uh, yeah. Yeah, God. But the, but the chunk after that of just him being the only one to live because they talked about how all these other guys die in all these mm-hmm. other ways. And I was kind of hoping when they were doing that initially that uh. he was going to be the one to kill all those guys later. Oh, that you were going to see. And we were going to see an awesome montage of all of them <laughs> getting popped in the 80s or whatever. Right. Which, you know, would have been cool. But I do love when they hit the one guy and it's like, Beloved by everyone, lived to 81. And that's the guy who's like, can everyone calm down for a second? <laughs> you know, he's like the one. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some clever choices. The ending was just a little, I was like, okay, come on, let's wrap it up. Yeah. When he's fallen down by himself, I'm like, this is rough, you know. Well, and that's, and but that's I mean, age. but that's really what the thing is, but is aiming for. Is I that. liked that moment, but there were some other ones where it's like, come on, man, let's. But, I mean, you get those old guys playing bocce ball at the end. I like How, that. Dude, yeah, yeah, when they're all in prison together. Joe Pesci played 150 so well. Joe Pesci played, you know, 40 to 150. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I think he was, like, my probably my actual favorite performance. Really? I, I mean, uh, Pacino is just my sentimental favorite, but I under, I yeah. completely understand, like... They all have different best. vibes, but... <laughs> Very different vibes. Pacino is kind of grounding the whole thing a little Pacino's bit. just fucking crazy. Or, I mean, not Pacino. Um, Pesci. Pesci was. Yeah. yeah he was and the, that relationship was at the... He was being the mentor. was the core of the thing, yeah. I fucking recommend it. I wish that I could have seen it on a big screen. I was... I. Was sad to have just watched it on a laptop, but it, you know what? It popped on a laptop. It was good. Yeah, I'd recommend it. I'd recommend it. I'd maybe recommend two sittings. I think you need to do it in one. Yeah, well, I, I mean, d- I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's like they're. It was built that way, so you should watch it that way. Is my is my take on that? And yeah, it's, and it's not too. It's not too long. This is one that like could have been a ten episode series. I don't think so. You know, I don't think it's but, as interesting. But I'm not saying it should have. I'm saying it could have. It could be, sure. Yeah. If, like, anyone else made it, it would be. Yeah. You know. All right, let's talk about some stuff that we... That, we've, talk about that we passed stuff. over. Yeah, because there's been a lot of other shit that we were, like, going to talk about. Well, do we want to stick with the... Uh, you want to stick with the Netflix movies? We can talk about Dolomite. Yeah. Fucking t- that wasn't what we were even planning on talking about. Yeah, we were very we we had like both just watched it in the last two days, and we were really jacked up to do this a month ago. Yeah, we were gonna talk about the lighthouse, which we can we'll go back. We'll, to. we'll go back. We'll talk about the lighthouse. We'll talk about the laundromat. But Dolomite is my name. Great fucking flick. I loved it. Great fucking flick. I think this was one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, sure. And one of the most like inspiring movies I've seen about being, like. Being an artist and just trying to create, you know, just trying to make your peace with no money. It was a it was a great independent film love letter. It reminded in a lot me. Of ways. It reminded me of the Disaster Artist a little bit. Totally. But totally. with talent and with the really good thing that they're putting on instead of <laughs> not really though. I think I don't think that that movie is remembered as being. Uh, I think it's remembered as being like a comedy masterpiece, though. But sort I mean, of unintentionally. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, I was just talking to Huck about it yesterday. Like the scene where he's got he's all 
he's nervous and embarrassed about being old and fat, and he has to do this sex scene, and it, the girl advises him, like, make it oh, funny. And then, oh, and then the, and the so, room collapses yeah, and, and stuff. and Wesley Snipes is rolling his eyes, but everyone in the room is like, this is hilarious. Well, and let's cut the shit. Wesley Snipes? I don't know, what's the better comeback this year? Is it Wesley Snipes or Joe Pesci? Eddie Murphy. Is I, the correct answer. I think that Wesley Snipes blows but up. Wesley Snipes, blows everyone Wesley off the screen. If Eddie Murphy get, deserves an Oscar like nomination for this, then so does Wesley, so does Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Even though he's only in like a third of the movie. Every single thing that he says fucking killed me. And it and it made me think of uh, Tu Wong Fu and his character, his drag queen character Nagzima. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because uh, he's very flamboyant. And just, like, a huge fucking bitch. <laughs> like, he's kind of one of the more antagonistic characters in the whole movie. Well, yeah, but I mean, but you fall, like, head over heels in love with the performance almost immediately. It's hard to... Yeah. He's the most accomplished... Person in the room. Person in the room, and he is having to put his name on this thing as a director. Yeah. The scene when when Murphy offers him the directing job, the way that his eyes like it's almost like they turn all the way to the back of his head. He's, yeah. <laughs> well, they're tell they're telling him like, well, yeah, I saw you play a elevator operator in that movie. How would you like to? Oh, he was like he was an elevator operator in like a De Palma movie or yeah. something like that. And he's like, they're just fucking egging him on. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the the. Just everything about that movie, like that era, sure. The fact that like it wasn't taken seriously to make a comedy black exploitation movie. Mm-hmm. Like there, there he goes to this company that's doing like Shaft and stuff like that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're like, "No, you're not gonna like make fun of this shit." Like people right. spoofing it hadn't, and you know that was kind of the same time like Airplane and sure. other things like sure. the idea of spoofs were kind right. of fresh, right? The other movie that this made me think of was um, the National Lampoon one that came out last year. Oh, Stupid and Futile Gesture? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like, you know, that, movie that, could, was, that was rich white kids. Right. That movie could have just thing. been them shooting Animal House and it would have been... It would have been this movie, yeah. basically. Yeah. But I mean, they made ten fucking Dolomite movies or whatever. Right. Like, this was the beginning of a... It all worked out. Right. I really love the end of the movie when everyone goes in to watch the movie and he stays outside to oh have, to hang out with like, the kids entertain the crowd because yeah. they're going to do another showing Later after this. Night. That's right. Like the, he's, a, he's I love them like pulling he's a the natural showman. Right, them pulling the first screening in like where are they like in Tulsa, Oklahoma or something like that. I don't know when they do that first like real yeah that's right movie theater screening that's right. That should, that's just great. That's and they're, great fight, stuff. they're fighting uphill every step of the way. Yeah. And Ed, and uh, the dork, the dorky G- little Rudy Ray. Kids. Rudy Ray. Yeah. It, he's like unflappable in his dedication to this this thing. I don't know. I thought it was really inspiring. He like he he came up with that character when he was in his forties. Right. You know. Right. And, and right. he was like getting too old, like old kind of sticky performer he just found lightning in a bottle and right and he brought all of his friends along for the ride hell yeah (laughs) you know hell yeah dude 
<laughs> I love that shit. I just love that shit. Yeah. Not a, yeah, not a, I don't really have any, I wish that it, I was still as fresh on it as I was a month ago, but that was great. It stuck in my head pretty, yeah. I made a big That one's, too, that's gonna, that's gonna end up being high on my list at the end of the year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and I think that's gonna be a, a very rewatchable movie. Total. Oh, totally. For years. It did now. have sort of a classic feel, like that's the kind of movie that we really don't get anymore. Just like a really sound yeah. comedy with a plot. That could have, it's you not, know? yeah, that was one that easily could have come out in theaters, just like The Irishman. Totally. I think it probably did get one of those, like, in Tulsa, like, well, like, limited, no, like in fucking New York and LA and yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Like, there was only one theater in town that played the fucking Irishman, and they played it for six days, you know what I mean? I, we're not even gonna, I don't think we're gonna get a chance to see Marriage Story on the screen, so we never had a shot to see Dolomite either, but I'm sure they did in bigger yeah. markets. Platform release, I think, is what those are called, but I might be totally wrong. Man, one thing Disney's doing well is by releasing those Mandalorians weekly, because people are going to be... I'm so glad people, they're doing that. Every week, people are going to have a new Baby Yoda image to meme for eight weeks. I think there's eight episodes. And Netflix, man, they just can't... But they're, but they're moving to that. Are so, they? Yeah. Remember, I think that they... I, some people are going to hate that. And they're gonna want to binge the Stranger Things. And fuck all them. At once. And you know what else? Fuck those because the. And I don't want to go keep harping on this, but those those people that want to sit there and binge Stranger Things for eight hours are the same people that are bitching that the Irishman is too long. And it's like this is what you do all day. <laughs> is fucking like watch a long ass thing. Watch seven hours of weeds. You're like I should go back and check this out. You were excited because this week I binge watched. The first two seasons of Doubt Now. Oh, son of a bitch. We, all right, we need to take a break. All right. We need gonna, to take a break. And we're going to come back and talk about all the other shit we watched. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll do a little Doubt and talk. We'll save that for the end. But we need to talk about The Lighthouse, Laundromat. I think, you know what, next week, this time next week, we're going to have Mrs. Maisel. Maisel in our lives. We're going to have Marriage Story and the Golden Globe nominations. Oh, my <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> ah, shit. Here ah, we go again. shit. The birds work for the bourgeoisie. He's <laughs> bad. stuff you just said on record and i'm gonna cut it all the boring plans we have this weekend <laughs> yeah all the sad shit uh, uh so we all right god we still got there's so much shit that we just have missed out on laundromat we can cover that quick i like that movie you liked the laundromat i liked the idea of the laundromat i like steven soderbergh as a dude i liked Antonio Banderas and uh, Gary Oldman. Think you're for Antonio Banderas. We can just talk about all the people. We don't even talk, talk about the movie. Antonio Banderas, great year. Pain and Glory was great. And then like a week later, I watched Laundromat. And I was like, this guy... Having a good year, huh? It's the fucking year of comebacks that you did not see coming. Old guy comebacks. Banderas, Oldman, Murphy. Snipes. I guess it wasn't a comeback for Oldman. That didn't mean to say that. Yeah. He's always lingering. You know what I bet Snipes did on this movie? Hmm. On Dolomite? Hmm. I bet he paid his taxes on it. 
that he pays taxes with it. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah. Um, I like the. I, I was telling you in the when I saw the laundromat, like it reminded me of The Big Short. Yeah. And yeah. that series that Adam McKay did, the giant beast that is the global economy, right. which I would really recommend. Right. And they and how they take these really dense uh, concepts mm. and. And usually, especially in that show, they'll do like a sketch or like, mm -hmm. a, you know, Margot Robbie in the bathtub explaining subprime mortgages kind of vibe. Right. And so Gary Oldman and Antonio Banderas play this like chorus yeah. and end the villains, I guess. Yeah, then they get, then they get woven into and, the actual... And they do a lot of that explanation. Yeah. And it's a little quick... I yeah. mean, and I know, and I know a lot about that stuff from that other show. Actually, right. they do a whole episode talking right. about I how that, I think that the Delaware is a tax right. haven. And I stuff. actually think that the audience is a little more literate for a movie like The Laundromat now than it because of like, because something of those, like those the things. Short. And, yeah. and I'm glad that it's the thing that we're chipping away at. And it's the 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 speed of it, like you mentioned, is I think just way more akin to Soderbergh's style of doing yeah. stuff anyway. I think now that it's settling in my brain, I'm appreciating it a little more. At the time I was really turned off by the ending. Um, just and I appreciated what they were doing, trying to like be I like, hella fuck with that ending. Being like, this is real though. But it was also a little like <sighs> you know, like preaching from kind of a liberal Hollywood elite place. Like, there was a point sure. that, there's a point where they say, the director of this movie has five companies in a tax haven sure. in Delaware. Sure. And you're like, well, that doesn't necessarily, like, that's the kind of hypocrisy that people really ride on when right. they're talking about, right, but when I mean, they're talking that, about liberalism. Right, and, but I mean, the other ones are coming from the exact same place. Yes, but... You know, I mean, it's hard to look and I, at... And I get... It's that, hard to look and at I much get, media that we consume and not... Yeah, and I get yeah. that they're, like, trying to own it with that. Right. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, you know, like listening to an acting professor tell you about, um, political science at the end of the movie. Where you're like, okay, yeah, I guess good intentions. Uh, what the fuck do we do now though? And we just go keep voting. Right. That's working out real well. Right. <laughs> right. I know, but I mean, I, I think that that bleak pall over the, the movie is part of the, effect yeah for me anyway. I, I wish that's a movie i would recommend to boomers sure because yeah. i don't i don't think anyone our age is too shocked we know what the panama papers are right right i i told you i think this movie probably would have been more interesting to me if it were instead of about meryl streep's character's vendetta uh -huh. um if it was about the actual journalist if it was about the journalist who uncovered that stuff because the journalist who uncovered that died in a car bombing right and that's a, a more interesting and impactful ending to me. Right. This all thinking about this reminds me that we need to we need to watch the uh, the new movie that's on Amazon because it's a on a the, rep that? the report. Oh, I have not seen the trailer for that. It's, I know, it's good. I know Darth Kylo Darth guy. Adam Driver. Big yeah. year. Big year for that guy. Big year. Yeah. Big year. Yes. All right. Well, we can move on. I mean, that's that's those are pretty much the things we wanted to express before. Yeah. I would recommend it. Sure. I would still recommend it. Netflix especially on a fucking boomers. Roll. Well, and also, and one, you know, one thing I, because I remember saying this to you at the time, that movie, unlike The Irishman, that I'm like, I really wish that I could have seen this on a, in the theater, like in the full cinematic experience, The Laundromat was kind of like built to be a streaming movie. 
Like yeah. it's a really it's a pretty concise ninety minutes if I remember correctly, and it really has the kind of streamlined details the way that I think some of the new streaming TV shows are like. Here's one of those things that you guys really like, and they kind of and they you know algorithm candy you into shit. Right. Uh, this movie had and the Soderbergh made two movies this year. High, High Flying Bird that came out at the beginning of the year was pretty similar. It was like a really when he cranks them out, we were talking about how yeah. he's not he's not a precious director who's going to spend five years on one movie. He's yeah. going to make five movies in five years. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Totally. I like Soderbergh. I fucked Soderbergh. I'm, I'm look, I hope he does more of these. I'd like to, I want to see yeah. more stuff like this and The Big Short. And I'd like to see him attacking that material. That, or like these. He's a smart guy. He can do yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Movies like that raise raise questions about what to do but i think it's good to educate people on that mm-hmm. kind of stuff mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. all right so what else uh lighthouse the lighthouse this we did see in a this theater is, together this is what we were planning on talking about about a month ago <laughs> we it was gonna be so full of impressions we were so ready <laughs> To talk about the lighthouse and how much she liked me, and then and then it was almost like we were in the lighthouse. Yeah, because uh, in, our, in the lighthouse of technical issues. Yes, yes, yes. The lighthouse of technical issues, and I and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, get our new computer by. <laughs> I was really nailing my pirate. The night that we saw it, your Defoe was like through the roof. Yeah, we, I was probably had a beer and. I probably had a beer. I probably had a beer. Do you like me? Do you like me, lobster? I know you do, lad. Aren't you fond of me, lobster boy? And I just, okay, it's all starting to come back. To and me. I and I just started masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> For fans of Harold Pinter and Furious Masturbation, and the uh, Lighthouse is a gem. And what's your boy that from Pattinson, dog? No, you're like Nordic director that it's... Oh, yeah, there's a lot of Bergman stuff in it. Yeah. It, it, the, just the rocky beach, black and white setting has a lot of the Faroe Islands comps. Yeah. It's, it's a, a, it's it's a, a good... fucking bleak movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is a very dingy <laughs> atmosphere. Yeah. It's dirty. It smells like fish and salt and man sweaty. And they built that fucking lighthouse. Yeah, that's right. Isn't that you crazy? That. Isn't that fucking nuts? Well, that that studio, who you love so, getting it done. I mean, a twenty four. I think I, I was thinking about them. It. I don't I don't know if I sold you this hot take yet, <coughs> but oh. I think they I think they've really taken the reins where Miramax used to exist. Oh sure, that's yeah. Where they're going to be the the art house Oscar, but yeah. and they're going to keep growing, man. Oh, of course. Well, yeah, because it's clearly a place where. No one artists getting, get to do the work that they won't really want to do, and no one's getting raped while it's happening, dude. I don't know who the I don't know who the uh, studio head of A twenty four is. I'd be interested to read a profile on that person. Yeah, yeah, that seems like the kind of thing if we were real entertainment news journalists, we'd get to the bottom of that. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So the lighthouse is two guys. <laughs> it's just a couple. Just of guys. a couple of guys. There's no, there's maybe like you see a one person, I guess, at the beginning, and you see some mermaid imagery, and the mermaid thing was what I had. I had the mermaid spoiled for me, but the mermaid appears pretty quickly in the movie. Yeah, it's a motif. Yeah, for sure. The seagull is a motif. Dude, seagulls. Don't kill a seagull. <laughs> don't, don't kill a gull. Basically curses them by. 
Also, shouts to the props department on that movie because the goal that he does smash repeatedly. Oh, that goes on for a while, and it's like, and you really see like the bones of the <laughs> the feathers are flying everywhere. It's a really good, really good prop. Yeah, I don't know if anyone from PETA was on set that day, but it's a really good prop. Well, I told you the thing that I heard him say on uh, God. I listened to an interview with Eggers, and he was like. Cause he was talking about making the witch and he was like working with a goat was like the dumbest thing I ever did. But the seagulls that we got on this movie were like fucking trained British <laughs> actors. Oh yeah. He's like, if you can, if you, if you want to write a seagull in your movie, you're going <laughs> to like, it's going to work out. There's a moment where a seagull like mobs up on him and the stomping of the and thing. he like slaps his feet on the ground. Yeah. And, and squares up. Yeah. <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. And he's it like, was, get out of the way. It was a really funny movie. For as bleak and dingy and bizarre as it is. Yeah. It has it was such fun, You know, it was probably funnier than The Irishman, which is pretty funny. Which is pretty funny. Defoe's on fire. They're both, like, fantastic in this. Yeah. Defoe was, like... Built in a lab. To, you're to, really, you're really seeing the world from Pattinson's perspective because you don't know what Defoe does when up, he watches the, the light. Up with the light. Yeah, it's the whole thing, and it becomes this like Promethean envy. Uh huh. Yeah, it seems like something that it's like very theatrical. Oh, abso- absolutely! It has a two-hander vibe. I think one of the other things I heard Edgar say that he did, uh, he did, he was in True West in college, and he's like, I had a lot of, I went back to a lot of two-hander yeah. material when they were writing it. Mm-hmm. And they did a bunch of research, I guess, on the... Well, Defoe's such a great theater guy, too. Yeah. Man, I told you, I watched I watched one of his, you know, they have those fucking GQ or Vanity actor profiles, and Defoe's, oh, Defoe's was one of the best ones I've ever oh, seen. Oh, of course, because he's a real actor. Yeah, and he's <laughs> talking about, like, the, like, weird figurative emotional place that he was grounding these characters in and right yeah no one can play a true like ethereal myth of a man quite the way that yeah Defoe he's, he's otherworldly for sure yeah that's i that's i mean that's just such an intangible quality to have as an actor well it's funny because even in that movie Pattinson calls him out at one point he's like he's like you are like a caricature of a sea captain guy yeah yeah. and he is but he's like so committed and Uh grounded in it you know Uh and you're you know you're seeing these guys have to sit there and eat together every night and then he and then then he starts talking him into drinking Mm -hmm. and it's just you know there was a lot of weird i think when we saw it even i mean granted i probably had a beer in me but we did talk about how there's like a alcoholism uh undertone to that thing right that's always one of my favorite things to see because he doesn't want to drink at first and Mm -hmm. once he's and once he does it's coinciding with everything starting to shift and get weirder the storm and i mean yeah it's a great strindbergian motif yeah they become they become trapped Mm -hmm. in their and imprisoned on that thing in the inferno of their mind yeah and the routine of and the upkeep and Sitting there listening to each other fart and trying to sneak off to jack off and have it. I mean, he like covets that Little Mermaid until he uh, smashes figure he finds. Great He's... stuff. About it. I mean, also Pattinson, my guy, gives a great performance in that movie. Some of his like yeah. his hyperactive gibberish 
uh, when he's going crazy. Uh, oh my god, he's. I mean, he's really stepping stepping to Defoe. It's the stuff. one prediction we had about this movie did not come. That they fell in love. That they would start fucking and stuff didn't really happen. Yeah. But. I guess it's up to us to make Can't that, win like, them all, you know? No, and I'm glad that didn't happen. I look forward to the porn adaptation, I guess. <laughs> Can you imagine the director who's, like, pitching that to every studio and they're like, no. <laughs> it was dumb that they did it. We're not doing it. It's gonna be. <laughs> we're gonna get just a, just a wild time at A69 Studios. <laughs> Shit. Shouldn't have put that in the air. Someone's gonna steal that idea. Oh man! <laughs> so it's, it's got to be a gay porn. It can't be. I mean, or it's got to be like. Well, the mermaid gets involved. A, well, yeah, I guess at one point, or you slap a beard on, make it one of those hilarious ones. You know, put a beard on. Some, well, that's hilarious. Put ones. a beard on some girl. Oh my god! All right. Anyway, it's late at night. We're going off the rails. I feel like there's 19 other things that we forgot to talk about, though. I mean, those were the the big ones that we wanted to talk about. Because TV, we've kind of halted on. You weren't feeling uh, Watchmen. Nah, didn't pick it back up. I watched a couple episodes of Mrs. Fletcher that maybe I'll catch up on. It was okay. I've been watching Dragula. Right. Do you want to say a couple words? I'm not like, I don't watch like, I never watch like RuPaul stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, this is different. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's, it's like John Waters. RuPaul. Yes, it's like really gross and campy, and you know, what can I say it was Thanksgiving week, man? I was, <laughs> I was going going through all oh, sorts of you. stuff. I hear you. <laughs> uh, but there's, I mean, as far as new TV goes, I don't really know what we've got. Mrs. Maisel is coming in on Friday, so by the time this is out, mm-hmm. we'll be we'll be into some of that. Mm-hmm. If you have the Disney Plus thing, I think give Oh, I should catch up on Mandalorian. Give the Mandalorian a look. Okay. But only like a half. I think the first one, maybe they're like 40 minutes. I don't know, something like that. I am curious. I hate to not have an opinion. The music's pretty good. I like the really? music in it. Wow. That's that's a take I didn't see coming. It's new. It's not like the same old Star Wars shit they don't do. It's like rock and roll. No, it's like cowboy shit. Oh, really? Yeah, it's all space westerny. It reminds me of like... I was talking to PJ about it when we were talking about, like, Firefly, because those guys never watched Firefly. That's, like, a space western post-Civil War kind of vibe. Mm. They're smugglers and that. Okay. Or Cowboy Bebop, they're bounty hunters. Right, right, right. That shit's great. There's a jet. I guess they're making a TV show or a movie out of that with uh, Harold. Harold and Kumar. Can't remember his name. I was wanna, Mr. I was, Sulu. I always wanted to call him Bobby Lee, but I know that he's not Bobby Lee. Bobby he's Lee. not Bobby Lee. He's definitely not Bobby Lee. Uh, I guess he like broke his foot, and they had to like push the whole thing back a year or something. Damn. He was going to play Spike. That's that's worth the watch. I'm not a huge anime guy. There's so much of it, but Cowboy Bebop's like the gold standard. Mm-hmm. I saw that Knives Out movie, and it was garbage. Oh, yeah, you said that. Did not it like seemed it. like it was going to be good or really bad. It didn't seem I like really it thought that it was going to be like su- a super slick, really fun, aggressive, It cool, had some good people in it. Great cast. And they look like they're all having a blast. Daniel Craig's doing a Frank Underwood impression. The whole It was halfway through the movie when I was like, oh, he's just doing that voice exactly. I guess the trailer for the new Bond movie just came out. Oh, did it? His final one. This is his last one. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. I fuck with D- Something die. Something die. Something. Right. 
Bond title. Would you? So I mean, kind of. I don't know. If we can open up this can of worms for a Downton Abbey discussion, but it is wild that you uh, <laughs> consume two seasons in a in two days. I thought you said that you didn't. You start season three or no? I started season three. I've kind of taken a break from it. Maybe I'll go back to it. So soon. you said that. So you stopped when when Sybil and Tom come back to have the baby. Is that right? No, there's nothing about a baby yet. They've been maybe they haven't told anybody if she's pregnant. Oh shit! There's there, there's a wedding. They're they're there for uh, Mary and Matthew's Mary wedding. and Matthew's wedding. Yeah, yeah, that's what everyone was getting jazzed up for. Okay, I was gonna say when she so she hasn't actually gotten back to town yet because yeah. when she gets back she's I'm like, all about this. she's like completely pregnant when she comes. Yeah, back. I think they they must come back again. PJ spoiled for me that Edith gets pregnant. At some point, because <laughs> well, I was that's like, "That's not really spoiling anything." Because I was like, "Edith sucks," and he's like, well, <laughs> "She gets more interesting when the baby." And I was like, "Baby, <laughs> PJ, jeez, jeez Louise." But PJ, actually, PJ hey, did not spoil anything for you because there is a whole lot of mess tied shout up. Shout out to baby. shout out to my brother who loves listening to the show, <laughs> he, and we got into, we got into a whole discussion because he's still mad at me for spoiling uh, what Rosebud means in Citizen Kane. Well, which is which is also spoiled in the Simpsons episode, and was the final uh, final Jeopardy answer recently? There you go, final, final Jeopardy spot. once again. It's like the mo- it was like the only two word uh, line on uh, TCM's hundred greatest movie lines or something. Oh, okay. So there's a little piece. Of I thought it was one word. So there, there I go. There I go doing that again. I can't remember. I hear that. Okay, so the thing about that moment in the movie is it's printed on the paper as his last words, uh-huh. but no one was in the room when he said it in the movie. Mm. It's like how the movie starts. I've never seen it. Neither have I. Not a big Orson Welles fan. You sh- get the fuck out of my apartment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm here right now. I'm here right now. You've still never seen They'll Love Me When I'm Dead. The Other Side of the Wind. You need to watch the documentary because it is... Incredible. I'm pretty sure that Orson Welles made it from Beyond the Grave. Is it better than frozen peas? <laughs> it's not better than the French Champagne. Uh, we're working on our Orson and Marlin act. Yeah, we'll bust that out eventually. Yeah, one of these days. Well, shit, I wanted to bring up the Vegas odds for the Oscar for Best Actor because I think it's a fascinating list oh, yeah. with odds next I to I think them. that it's funny that... That, that there's, I mean, you gamble on anything, but you know, people literally have. Uh, this is to stock exchange, exchange for actors. Pull, yeah, you know, this is like to win before there's the nominations are even announced, which I just think is such a funny. Is Adam Sandler on that for that movie? He is on out. the list. Yeah. What's up with that movie? I kind of. It looks fucking. Sick. I kind of wasn't paying attention and saw a trailer. Oh my god! I does I sent you another one. It does look good. Oh my god! I think it looks so good. He's a gangster. He's. You need to watch the fucking. You need to watch Is he like uh, under- He's a jeweler. A jeweler? And he's a ga- and he's a gambler. Okay, okay. And Kevin, Someone, oh, and Kevin Garnett's in this and, movie. And uh, Lakeith Stanfield. And Kevin Garnett is in this movie. He's a basketball player. He is my favorite basketball player of all time. My guy <laughs> just got robbed out of a dunk. Yeah! Oh my god! I do know that. That is unbelievable. That would only happen to James Harden. Did bounce off his beard and back out the other side? Well, he just like dunked it so hard that it like got caught in the net and flipped back around into the. If it goes through the hole, it counts. 
That's that's it. That's all. You put the rock in the hole. You put the rock in the hole. Exactly. Go home <laughs> or go home. Go to your home, rock. I'm sorry. Sorry, here. we've been absent to all of our uh, avid subscribers and but listeners. We'll, but we'll be back. I just got the the our payment went through, so we're being hosted. <laughs> oh, I will Venmo you <laughs> seven dollars. <laughs> That uh, that that went through on Monday, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's a, it's a, it's tough to get a charge for something that you're like we needed to be justifying this." Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. We'll have we're, plenty. We're of, back to it now. We'll have plenty of shows to hash. We got shit on to this. talk. We got shit to talk next week. We'll do maybe the first couple episodes of Mrs. Maisel. I can't. I I can't promise anything. I might end up watching a good chunk of that. Sure, but maybe we'll only talk about part of it. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Give people some time. Yeah. Is uh, Amazon going to make the move over to weekly outings? I don't know. Is Amazon going to make the move over to paying their taxes? Who knows? Good question. Unionize <laughs> Amazon. Sick! In Finland. He had a fucking uh, of, stroke! In Finland, all the postal workers went on strike and the prime minister ended up uh, uh, quitting his job. Holy shit. Yeah. Be like Finland, Amazon. Strike. Strike their hearts with fear. <laughs> all right. All right, see you later, saboteurs. Love you.